today uh, with your pastors. Uh, your pastors, uh, he loves to embellish uh, all the time. Those of you who know him know he's crazy, ain't he? Amen. And um, I'm just excited to be here today uh, with you. I was uh, sharing with the teens last night that uh, I really don't believe in wasting time. I don't like when people waste my time, and I don't like when I waste people's time. And for me personally, I'll share more about that in our session at 4 o'clock. Uh, I went through an experience about three years ago where I, I almost died. And so because of that, the Lord has given me a second chance. And um, I've asked him, why in the way you could have killed me? You could have killed me, but I'm alive for some reason. And so because I'm alive, I don't really want to waste time, okay? So, so, so in these uh, three sessions today, I want to deal with uh, getting free from your past. Anybody got some things they grew up with, uh, some things that may have happened last year, some things that happened last week that are still kind of on you and you need the Lord to release you from them things? I want to deal with that uh, with our time today. So let's get right into it. You got your Bibles? When you get it, I want you to stand and turn to the book of John. Book of John, chapter 9. Just stand when you get it. Book of John, chapter 9. And I want to read a couple of verses. I'll read verse 1 to verse 5. Book of John, chapter 9. You there? All right, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened. Somebody say, this happened. So the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the task assigned to us by the one who sent us because the night is coming when no one can work. But while I'm in here, in the world, I am the light of the world. Can you just find one person and say, I want to be free? If you're not too mean, can you find one more person? Say, I want to be free. If you're not too stuck up, can you find a third person and say, I really want to be free? Can you just stand for me while we worship for a couple minutes? I just really love God. Jesus, Jesus. Come on at the mention. At the mention of your name, every knee will bow, tongue proclaim, Jesus, Jesus. You are Savior and your Lord. You are Savior, you are Lord, and you are God. Come on, one more time. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, at the mention of your name, at the mention of your name, every knee 
bow. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, you are Savior, you are Savior, you are Lord. Come on, one more time. I love the name of Jesus. Oh, say, Jesus, Jesus. At the mention of your name, every knee will bow. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. You are Savior. You are Savior. You are Lord and you are God. Father, thank you for another chance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Victor uh, Frankel, Victor Frankel, who wrote uh, the wonderful book, Man's Search for Meaning. In that book, Victor Frankel chronicles his life as a Nazi prisoner in a Nazi war camp. He writes of how he finds value, meaning, and worth while being a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp. Upon being released, they interviewed Mr. Frankel, and they said, Mr. Frankel, how is it that you can write a book about value, search, and meaning in a Nazi prison camp? I can understand if you wrote the book when you got out about how you found value, meaning, worth, and significance, but... You wrote the book while you were in prison. You're going to catch it in one second. You, you, you wrote the book while you were in prison as if you found value, meaning, worth, and significance because you were a prisoner. Mr. Frankel said, no, it wasn't because I was in prison that I found value, meaning, worth, and significance. He said it was because I knew my value, worth, and significance that didn't let me die in the prison. So I made the determination that whatever I do, I would not die. Even if I die, I'll die knowing that I'm better than who I am. You missed what I just said. He said because when I realized who I was, I looked at where I was, and I realized that where I was didn't match who I was, and I made the determination that I would not die in a place beneath who I am. You slow, but you worth waiting on. He, he, he said, I would stop spending the night realizing that I was better than who I was because when you know who you are, there are certain people you won't hang around. When you know who you are, there are certain places you will not go. And if who you are doesn't match where you are, then you might need to make the determination to move from where you are because when you know who you are, you can wear payless shoes like you bought them at Nordstrom. When, when you know who you are, you can wear some stuff from Tajay and act like it's from it, it, it's from. When you know who you are, it doesn't matter what people call you or what you look like because when you know that God has birthed something on the inside of you, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you know your value, meaning, worth, and significance, you will not spend time hanging around a place beneath your purpose. I, I, I remember... I, I remember um, when my son was born five years ago, Pastor, um, when, when he was born, uh, the night 
I slept in the room, Ella Bozeman, with my wife. She was in the bed, Sinead, and I slept like in a, um, a chair bed. It wasn't a chair and it wasn't a bed, so it was a chair bed. And I slept in there, but, but the place where I was sleeping did not fit my circumference. Okay, you missed what I just said. God, help me preach this thing right through in here. It, it did not fit. It didn't fit my air, so when I woke up, my back was hurting, my neck was cramped. I I spent the entire day in pain because I spent the night in a place that did not match who I was. I'm trying to help somebody right through in here. Because somebody here today is spending the night in a place that does not match uh, 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 who you are. And I'm trying to tell you today, when you know who you are, you will not spend time in a place... That does not match who you are. Come, come, come with me to this text. To, to a man who it seems like his life don't have too much worth. He's blind. And the text says he's been blind from birth. Okay. He has no control over his blindness. His parents can see. So he didn't get his blindness from them. And what do you do when you got an issue that your parents can't even help you with because they didn't have it themselves? He's blind from birth. He doesn't even know why he's blind. And so he's been spending time with this issue. Can I I give you four things that, that, that many of us were born with that we have no control over? Can I just give you four things? There are four things that all of us are potentially born with that we have no control over. Number one, some of us were born with physical issues. There was nothing you could have done to prevent it. There was nothing you could have done to stop it. But when you came out of the womb, you were born with some type of physical issue. Can I I go to the second one? Some of us were born with sexual issues. Um, you don't know who you like. That's how, that's how you were born. Are you with me? Uh, some were born with mental issues. Lord, help me teach this thing right, right through in here. You just are confused. There was nothing you could do about it. There was nothing that you chose for it to happen. You were just born that way. And, and then, Lord have mercy, a lot of us, somebody say a lot of us, were born with family issues. You didn't choose your parents. You didn't choose your uncle. Uh, there was nothing you could do about your father being on drugs and your mother being on alcohol. There was nothing you could do to prevent that. When you came out of the womb, you came into some family issues. You came into a, a situation that was unfavorable, that you didn't like that you're not feeling, and all you're trying to do is fend your way through this life. You came in with family issues. I'll give you a fifth one, though. Based on what family you came into, some of us then start cultivating emotional issues. Based on what is around us, we think certain things about ourselves. And what is, so, what is so crazy about this is what do you do when you've had an issue from birth that can't nobody help you with. 
that nobody wants to deal with, that you think something's wrong with yourself because you've been dealing with this for years, and what do you do when you come to people who's supposed to help you, but they don't give you no help, instead they laugh? What do you do when you've been born into this world with issues and nobody can help you and you're just trying to get through life the best way you can? He was born blind. So his disciples say, um, Jesus, who sinned, the dude or his parents? Okay, you missed it. He, they said, what caused him to be like this? You're going to catch it in one second. They, they said, Jesus, he couldn't have been born this way. Something he did or his folks did caused this issue. He didn't get this way by himself. There had to be something that happened. You're going to catch it in one second. That caused the problem. Let me, can I get three volunteers? Can you brothers come help me real quick? Come on real quick. Come, come on real quick. The adjective is quick. The adjective is quickly. Quick. Um, who's the smallest? Uh, let's do this. Can you all get on your knees right here? No, 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 brother. I want you to stand up. You stay down. Get on fours. Okay. He, he said... Who sinned, the boy or his parents? Okay. When you have an issue in your life, if you're like me, when you got something going wrong in your life, what you try to do is to help you cope, you try to identify something that you did in your past that helps you realize, okay, I'm in this situation because of what I did back in 96. If you're like me, when you go through hellish situations, you look back in your life and you say, okay, what did I do to get to where I am? What in the world was I stuck on that allowed me to realize and feel this pain and feel this hurt? Why, is, why am I always attracting crazy uh, Negro and Negress? Why am I always, why, 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 God? Why is this always happening? So what you do, if you're like me, is you go back all the way to kindergarten, some, and you say, what in the world did I do that got me to where I am? Let, let me throw this out first. There are consequences to decisions. They are, but I love Jesus. Lord have mercy. He, <laughs> he said, did nobody sin? This happened for the glory of God to be seen. Oh, okay, you're you going to catch it in one second. You're you going to catch it. Brother, I want you to just get on top of them. Get on your knees. I don't, we ain't going to plan for Olympics. Okay. Watch this. Stay down, brothers. They said, who sinned, the man or his parents? Jesus says, 
He's not in this situation. He is not blind because of something he's done. Can I help somebody here today? If you don't catch nothing else today, I need you to catch. There's somebody that is going through an issue right now, and the reason why you're dealing with it is not because of something you've done. It is not because of an addiction you've had. It's not because of a choice you made. There's somebody in here, the issue you're dealing with right now is not because of something you did. Jesus said the only reason that he's blind. Oh, God, help me in here today. The only reason that he's going through this issue is because I see something in his life that would allow me to get some glory out of his life. So watch this. So what God said is, I just want you to be a platform to showcase my glory. All I want you to do is go through life. I know it's rough. You got some things you don't like and you're not feeling, but I see something in you. I see something inside of you that I love about you so much so that when I have you down here, it's not going to break you, but it's going to bless you. The only reason you're going through your mess right now is because I want glory. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. You didn't do nothing wrong. Stop tracing. You, you know, we're a trip because you will drive yourself crazy. You will drive yourself crazy trying to think, oh, okay. I know in high school I messed with her. So then I know I cheated on my taxes back in 05. I used to cuss like I don't know what back in, back in 07. So maybe, just maybe, I'm reaping what I sowed. God said, there's some people in here today. It's not because nothing you did. It's not because of a generational curse. It's because when I look at you, I see something in you that I can trust you. Oh, this is good. That I can trust you with my glory. God, help me teach this thing right through it. I'm looking at you and I see so much potential in you and I trust you so much that when I put this issue on your life, because I know y'all back hurting, ain't it? I know it's, don't, no, you lie, you a lying wonder. No, it don't hurt, it don't hurt me. I was worried, you a lying wonder. Because there's some of us in here, you got some stuff you don't like, you got some things you're not feeling and you're asking yourself, God, if you love me, why am I dealing with this? If you love me like you say you do, if you really love me like your word says, then why am I going through so much of this mess? Okay. How much time I got, Pastor? Okay. You all right? Stay there. He, he said, he said, I know it hurts, but when I lift off of you, your back is going to be stronger. You, you missed it. Okay. Okay. When I was in eighth grade, I played basketball, and I was in P.E. Uh, you all right, brother? <laughs> so you represent God's glory. God's glory never falls. God, God, God's glory never gets weak. Has God's glory ever rested on somebody's life? 
something you don't deserve and you're trying to figure out why God loves you so much because if you was God, you would stop liking yourself. But the blessing and the, and the mercy and the grace of God keeps pouring over your life every single day. You, don't, you try to push God away, but God is like, I see something in you. So I was, I was, I was in gym. And I'm going up for this layup. I couldn't dunk, so I was just going up for a layup, you know. And when I went up, I felt my knee pull. Fell to the ground. I said, oh, my goodness. It's over. Go to the doctor. They take x-rays. You all right? They take x-rays. Doctor comes back in. I said, doc, give it to me straight. How long I got to live, you know. I'm just... Doc, give it to me straight. So he takes the x-ray and he puts it up under light and I could see the split in my knee. He said, do you see this line right here? I said, yeah, that's, that's probably that fracture going on right there. He said, um, he said, son, ain't nothing wrong with your knee. I said, the devil is alive. Something wrong with you then. I said, I'm looking at it. He said, you see this line? I said, yeah, I feel it. That's why I feel it. He said, ain't nothing wrong with your knee. He, he said, what you're experiencing is growing pains. Come back. He said, it's going to hurt for a little while. But when the pain stops, you're going to experience growth. You're going to catch, you slow, but you work away. He, he, he said, I know it hurts now. I, I know it's rough. I know you can't walk. You can't sit down. It's pain. He said, but once the pain lifts and once the pain is over, you're going to grow about an inch. God is telling somebody in here, I know it's rough right now and I know it hurts, but when it lifts, you're going to experience new levels of relationship. All right, brother, thank you. He, he said, he said, he said, the only reason... He said, he said, he said, the only reason you're going through this is because I want to use your life to showcase my glory. So that when people look at you and all the mess you're going through, how you can still come in church and lift your hands. How you can still smile when you really want to cry. How, 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 you can, how you can cope through life when they should have admitted you three years ago into the hospital for mental uh, breakdown. How you can still go on with all this hell on your life. And God says, what I'm putting on you is not going to break you. It's going to bless you. Watch this. I'm, I know y'all tired of me. I'm always there. The disciple said, the disciple said, um, who, who sinned though? Jesus. Somebody had to do something. Now, the disciples, God help me, they, they represent the church. Um, they, they represent because when you got an issue, people love to critique why you in your mess. You better be here at 4 o'clock. I'm going to tell you more. When I was sick two years ago, Elder Boy, they said, well, see, what you need to do is just get you some good vegetable soup. 
You, you, you know what I want to know, Shanae? I want to know how come when you're going through your mess, you don't want to hear nothing. But all of a sudden, when somebody else goes through their mess, you got all these kind of words. You got all this kind of critique to give them. But the reality is, when you really go through mess, it's only one voice you need to hear. They, they said, Who's, can't, can't you hear church, for church folk saying the same thing today? Now, now you, know, you know why. You, you know why they really going through that. Because, you know, he, he, he's a drunk because his father used to drink. So that's, that's really uh, his excuse to the point now where we don't even know people's names in church no more. We just know their issue. We, we don't know their name. We, we just know their issue. And it's a terrible thing when people don't know your name, but they know your issue. They don't know your name is Sally, but they know you got three kids from three different husbands. They don't know your name is John, but they know you still 45, still living in your mother's house. They don't know your name is Susan, but they know you dropped out of school when you were 17 years old. They don't know your name is Bobby, but they know you talk a lot, but you ain't got nothing to say. What do you do when people don't know your name, but they know your issue? But, but you know what? You, you know what? I, I can care less if people don't know my name because you could talk about me like a dog. You can suck your teeth. You can roll your eyes. You can call me out my name because my success ain't determined by you. He's got all this going on. And Jesus says... I must work the works of him that sent me. Because night is coming, can't nobody work. Okay. What Jesus was saying is, mm, there are moments and opportunities in all of our lives when God gives us opportunity to get free, and it's up to you whether you want to take that opportunity or not. In all of our lives, anybody going through something right now? No one knows I am. He said he, there will be moments and points in your life where you can break out or stay in your mess. If you don't move in the time, then the season is over. So God says, work while it is day. Because the season's coming where it's not going to be like, you know, it amazes me uh, when, when, when musical artists come out and they're like in their early or late teens, early 20s, and they're real hot. They're on all the radio stations. They're in all the music videos. They're doing everything. But then when they get like 30, 40, they still trying to act like they got it. Can you find one person that say, season's over? One. God's calling you one. You got a second to get down here. You got a second to get down here and get your breakthrough. All yeah, you got a second to do that too. <laughs> Seasons, seasons change. Everybody in your life, 
you have opportunities and moments where God gives you an opportunity to get free from what has kept you blind. Okay, let me close with this. Play something for me. Let me close with this. In, in, in Maryland, a couple months ago, this, this young man robbed a bank. I think it was Bank of America. He robbed the bank. He went in there and robbed the bank, and he stayed in there with some people, and, you know, police were called, had all the police outside the bank. And so he left the bank, but he was trying to escape, and he took a hostage. He has the hostage, Sister Bozeman, around her neck with the gun pointed in her face. And isn't that how some of us feel right now? You, you just feel like you locked in and, and if you make one move, your, 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 your life is just going to be over. It's just going to be blown away. He has her by the neck. His getaway car is just a few feet away and so he's dragging her to the car with the gun to her face. But there was one problem. It had just finished an ice storm. This was in January of this year. Ice storm had just finished. And the gunman slipped on some black ice. You're going to catch it in one second. So, so, so while he slipped, the lady got one decision to make. Is she going to use that time as a moment to bust a move? Or is she going to stay there and die? Okay, you're going to catch it in one second. He, he slips on the ice. And as soon as he slips on the ice, the woman gets away and they shoot the gunman. I'm trying to tell somebody here today that this day is your moment to get free from everything that's been having you bound. This may be your only opportunity to bust a move and get away from everything that has you locked in and has you locked down. And somebody here today needs to take an opportunity like it's your last. Because night is coming. Seasons change. And if this is your day, if you want to make this an opportunity, I want you to stand to your feet. You want to use this opportunity. God said, yeah, you were born with that. That's all right. Because whether you were born with it or got it as you live, a change is coming. And are you going to bust, are you going to move today or are you going to stay in your mess? That's really all you got to do. You can make a choice to say, God, I want to take this opportunity. I want to take this moment and use it for your glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, truth be told, many of us were born blind. We were born with issues. There was, there was nothing we could do about it. There's nothing we could do to stop it. And the truth be told, God, sometimes we do get upset with you. Why were we birthed in this family? Why did you give us this mother? How come you gave us this father? Why, why, why when I was born do I have 
a propensity to certain things. How come? And so God, what it makes me ask you sometimes is, if I was born like this, how come you just didn't create me at all? Because then I wouldn't have to deal with this. And God, I hear you speaking to us to say, and telling us, I did it so that when people look at you, they can see what a mighty God I am. And I trust that what I'm giving you is not going to break you, but it's going to bless you. So, Father, here we stand. On this day, with so many things in our minds and so much on our heart. And we're asking that you would give us the power today to make a move toward freedom. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you do me a favor and hug one person and say, I'm moving today. No, that, 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 that was the wrong neighbor. Can you find one or say, I'm moving today. My address is going to change today. Praise God. I want to ask the uh, deacons if they will lift up our offering this morning for our Sabbath school hour. Let's take a moment to do that. How many are thankful for the purpose that God has in your life for your struggle is for his glory? Would you say amen? Thank you, Pastor, for giving us some perspective on the things that we're going through. Have me over there crying. Thank God for that word. Let's put our hands together and give the Lord some praise for that word this morning. I just want to remind everybody that on today we will be, um, Pastor Washington will be with us uh, for the greater part of the day. During the 40 for family season, we try to make ourselves available to be getting all this free counseling. Some of y'all don't have the kind of insurance that will avail you to be able to go to somebody but bless your heart all you got to do is show up and you can get experts that the Lord has sent to help us deal with issues Pastor Washington at some point you're going to have to share with the saints what the Lord brought you out of over the past three three years of sickness where you almost died one of our members who is here Dana Davis where are you Dana Davis she's over there Dana told me about about you she said I saw your friend down at Uchi Pines and uh, since that time, the Lord has healed your body. And we just give God the praise. And so I just know that that story is going to help somebody here today. And so he's an expert based on his experience. Amen. And so we thank God for the lessons that he's teaching us and how we can learn from those. What we're going to ask you to do as soon as we lift the offering, we'll have prayer. And we're going to take a minute for you to go and use the bathroom, get some water, uh, find your children. There is children's church downstairs, so be happy to uh, have someone to take them down, or you can take them downstairs yourself. Also reminding you that uh, at 4 o'clock, what time did I say, everybody? At 4 o'clock, Pastor Washington will be with us. We'll be able to dialogue with him, ask questions, as well as share, just as we did last week. How many have been blessed so far by 40 for Family and the Word? I'm telling you right now, this family worship thing is like 
the best kept secret of Christianity. Every answer we need is in the presence of God. And if we knew how to access God's presence where we are most of the time, then we wouldn't have to wait till we got to somebody's church for some preacher to be good or some choir to be on point to get our blessing. You can have God's presence just as he is here right now in your house every day. How many want God's presence where you are every day? You can have that. Hopefully, by the grace of God, man, we are able to dispel this myth that you have to have a, a Michelle Levy instruments. You have to be dressed up. You got to have you a preacher. And it's got to be just perfect for God to move. Please hear me. I mean, I'm serious. God does not need that to move. If we happen to have it, it's a bonus. But the presence of God can be in your house every day, just like it's in here today. It just simply has to do with your heart. If you are hungry for God, you will have him. Would you say amen? Word of God says those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. And I don't believe that God is a respecter of time and place. And so right now, we just invite you to stand as deacons come forward, as we have our closing prayer during this session. It'll be an opportunity for you to mix and mingle if you'd like to do that. Go to the restroom because during the service, since we're going to be recording, we're going to simply ask of you that uh, you do not move while we're recording. Let's bow our heads. Father, it is a privilege. It is an honor for us to be in your presence. We have not done you a favor. You have done us a favor because you showed up and you did not kill us. Thank you, God, for the word of God that we heard from your manservant. And what we're going through is for the glory of God. Thank you for giving us perspective and purpose. Now, Father, help us to get hungry 